founder Deanne, and welcome to my podcast, Things I Talk About. Today, I want to explore the subject of writing. I've recently participated in a book workshop and had the opportunity to meet so many aspiring authors who were just beaming with hope while also tackling their fears, each one with a unique story to share. I myself have a completed manuscript that I would love to see published in out into the world. The truth, however, is that navigating the literary world can be challenging for a new author. So today's guest is perfect for this conversation. Liz is a best-selling author with three mystery stories, a writing coach, founder of the Creativity Lab, and Her work helps other writers fulfill their creative dreams with a touch of woo-woo. So Liz, thank you so much for joining us here today and for sharing your expertise on this topic. I'd love to start off by hearing a little bit more about yourself. Can you share a little bit more um, with us? Of course, and thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Um, so my name is Liz McGavro. I'm an author. I'm also I also write under a pen name, Kate Conti. Um, I've been writing mysteries since well, I've been writing forever. Um, I was one of those nerdy kids who was always reading a book, and I knew I wanted to write stories from the time I was very little. Um, my mother had an old typewriter, and I used to take her books and sit at the typewriter and type out the chapters to just get a feel for what it felt like. Um, but I've been publishing my book since 2013, and I have three series right now, um, one under my Liz McGavro name and two under my Kate Conti name. That's awesome. And I love that you shared uh, that you kind of have like a little hit of the woo in there. Um, you know, I've, you know, from studying your work, I've seen that. Uh, I think that's awesome. So the first question I have for you is is kind of an important one for me. And what I would love to hear your feedback on is why do you think that it's important for us to use this gift of writing, whether it be for, you know, expression creatively or, you know, for those who are sharing their personal stories, why do you think that it's important to get this, their, their stories out there? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone, first of all, everyone has a story to tell, right? And and you never know, like most people think, oh, I don't really have anything unique to, to say, or, you know, everyone's already told the stories that I can tell. That's not true because everyone's voice is so unique that, you know, anything you say is coming from your own perspective, right? So it's never going to be the same as someone else. I mean, you and I could hear the same the same nugget of a story today and get told, hey, go write about this. And we would come back with two completely different things. So um, I think that everyone should really pay attention to that calling. If they feel like they're um, being compelled to tell a story, they need to listen to that voice because that means that there's something important that someone else needs to hear, right? And a lot of times we focus on ourselves and our ego and we're not good enough or we shouldn't be, you know, we don't have anything important to say, but really we have to think about it how it is in how we can be in service to others. And often if we're feeling that call to t- to say a story, to tell a story that someone needs to hear it. 
I, I love how you talked about shifting that perspective, you know, by saying, looking at it as being of service to someone else. You, you never know what inspires that individual or helps that individual. So that's, that's really good. That's a great way to look at it. Um, thank you for sharing that. So, so now what would you say? I know I've shared a little bit with you about my story and I've also talked about it a little bit on my podcast that I have completed a manuscript and I'm in that you know, middle ground of um, trying to figure out where to go from here. So I can relate to a lot of the challenges of a new writer. What would you say the best tool to having your toolbox would be for someone that is a new writer? Yeah. So first of all, congratulations on completing your manuscript. And I hope Thank that you. you bring it to the finish line. I would love to read it. <laughs> um so as far as tools go, you know, I think, first of all, mindset, right? Mindset is everything in writing. I mean, in, in life in general, of course, but writing is, you know, it, if you listen to what everyone says, which I try not to, but, you know, if you listen to the <laughs> the chatter out there, you know, writing and publishing is hard and it's hard to do this and it's hard to do that and it's hard to find an agent and it's, hard, you know, okay, great. We get it. It's hard. But if you go into it with that mindset, you're never going to get anywhere because you're going to get all caught up in the, oh my God, this is so hard. I'm probably never going to be able to do it. And then you're going to want to give up before you even start. So you know, if you've got the right mindset, I think you can overcome anything. Um, so that would be my number one tool. But if I could sneak another one in, um, I think that it's really important for writers to be journaling every day. And for me, that's been like a life-changing aspect of of really getting my creative voice back and and keeping it motivated and inspired and, and going. I think journaling is something that clears your mind um, and it allows that creative flow to come through. So in order to get writing and stay writing, I think journaling is, you know, that that literal tool that you need to be using like every day. Thank you for sharing that. And you're right, that mindset key point. I love how you talked about if you start off thinking that it's hard and we talked about earlier feeling like you know, oh, my story has already been told a lot of that. Um, yeah, shifting that mindset. That's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you work with your clients? I know that you identify as a creativity coach. Um, and also maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. So it was probably before the pandemic that I really started to think about like, you know, my own journey as a writer and how I had been so blessed to have people that I had met along the way. I mean, the mystery, mystery writing community, um, which is the one I've been involved in since day one, is just so welcoming and they're so supportive. And, you know, nobody's really trying to out, you know, outwrite somebody, right? You know what I mean? Like everyone's, <laughs> everyone's helpful and they understand that that there are enough readers to go around and everyone can succeed. Um, I heard one really famous writer say to another at a conference and it always stuck with me. And he said, nobody has to fail for anyone else to succeed. And that's just something that's kind of a, I feel like it's a code in the mystery community. So I have been really blessed to have been surrounded by that mindset. And I feel like a lot of other people don't, right. Don't have that, especially people that are just starting out. So I started to think about like how I could help writers who are kind of up and coming 
Um, and, you know, I, I kind of had a few ideas and I kind of started a few things and then the pandemic came and, you know, what happened after that. So it was probably yeah. 2021 or early 2022 that I really started to think about it again. Um, and I started learning about memberships and it occurred to me that it, you know, a big thing for me has always been community because writing is so solitary, right? You're sitting behind a desk, you're yeah. listening to the voices in your head. Sometimes you need real voices to, you know, bring you back to reality. So the idea of memberships really intrigued me because community is just so important. And also I feel like the accountability of having other people that are interested in what you're doing and know what you're doing. It keeps you going even on the days when you feel like you want to stop. Hmm. So I started thinking about what a membership would look like. Um, and so last last summer, so 2020, what year are we in? 23? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to lose track of time. So last summer of 2022, um, I launched a membership just to kind of see what would happen um, and just started, you know, I got some people in, I started getting their feedback and started kind of really using that as a test group to figure out like how I could make this work going forward. And it's really been, it's been such a lovely experience because I've learned so much. And, you know, part of it was I was trying to figure out, are people coming for like the education, um, for the connections, right? For the, you know, working with authors who are published already. And while they're doing that, it's also the community piece that's really stuck out to me that people have been giving me the feedback on, which is lovely. So as I'm, you know, working through how it's going to work going forward, it's, um, I've made it much more about the community aspect. So what we do is we get together multiple times a week and we do some quiet writing. So we use like a timer. Um, we'll have a little bit of a you know, group coaching session beforehand, if people want, if they have like a plot point that they're stuck on, or, you know, if somebody needs to brainstorm some ideas, we'll do that. Then we'll turn off our cameras, write silently together and come back and report on our progress. And we do this multiple times a week. Like I said, we do it in early in the mornings, we do it in the afternoons, we do it at night, <laughs> we do it on the weekends. And it's just a way for people to be accountable, to also feel like they have a place to show up to, they have people to work with, um, and then there's other aspects too. So I, you know, we we do a lot of the woo-woo stuff, like you said. So I do a workbook every month and it's based on tarot cards. So I pull a tarot Ooh. card for the group every month. And then I have prompts, so fiction prompts, journal prompts based on the tarot card and you know that um, persona. And then yeah, we talk about crystals a lot. We do things with essential oils and yeah, it's really fun. Um, so that's what we've been doing right now. And I've been, I'm looking to relaunch that membership pretty soon and open the doors again to get more people to join our community. And I'm also working on a, um, how to write a mindful mystery course. Oh. So using all the mindfulness techniques and the mindset and all the woo woo stuff and kind of applying that along with the technical aspects of how to actually put a mystery together for people who have always wanted to write one, but aren't really sure where to start. That's awesome. So yeah, it's like you're sharing your experience in writing, but you're also intuitively guide, you know, guiding and helping, you know, as well. That's yeah. so neat. I love that. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a pretty awesome community. Um, I'll fun. definitely, yeah. And is that something that you said you're going to be reopening? So is that something I could provide a link to your website and they'll have that um, there? Or do you have a way for people to sign up in any way? Absolutely. I can send you a link and give you all the instructions on how to, Perfect. How to get there for sure. 
Yay. Yeah. Cause we definitely want people to check that out. That sounds, and I'm excited to see, you know, more about it. That's really neat. I love it. Awesome. Thank well, thank you. So now I, you know, I have a question looking at personal reflection here, trying to navigate which routes to take has been exhausting. Yeah. Trying to find an agent has been exhausting, spending so much time obsessing over every word of my query letter has been exhausting. Um, So I would love to hear, you know, an area that was challenging, but also an area of breakthrough that you've experienced in your journey in writing. Yeah. So all the things you said absolutely were challenging, right? So I, um, you know, I knew again, from way back that I wanted to be a writer. I went to grad school for a degree in writing and publishing. And as soon as I got out, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I decided, you know, hey, I love mysteries. So I'm going to start writing mysteries. Great. So, you know, then I start researching conferences and, you know, just starting to find my way around the community. Um, I had a book that I was working on, you know, and I I was just kind of going through the process. So I wrote this book. I revised the book. I went to conferences. I did all of those things um, for about 10 years. And I like to say after 10 years, it kind of happened overnight that, you know, all the connections I made and the communities I had joined were really instrumental in me finding an agent. But those weren't actually the most challenging. You know, there were times when, of course, it felt like, oh my God, am I ever going to do this? And, you know, (laughs) but I I think the sheer determination of, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do this kind of kept me going. But for me, it was, I went through a period of really um, feeling like I had kind of lost my creativity. So like I was always writing because that's just what I did. I don't know how to not write, but I wasn't getting anywhere, you know, and I wasn't sure like what I was doing or where to go or any of the things. And um, someone had in- introduced me to a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And I went through that book, which is really like a masterclass. It's not like a book that you just read. It's a book that you actually like do and it takes a while. Um, and it was going through that book that, and doing all the exercises that made me really understand like all the things that, you know, over the years, like even as a kid, right. Well-meaning people will tell you like, oh, that's great that you want to write books, but you know, you need to have a real, a real job too. Mm -hmm. Right. And so all these things start to kind of fester in your mind, even if you don't believe them, they, they kind of take root. And so this book is, it's an amazing way of kind of working through all of those um, those things, those stories and the beliefs and the, you know, arguments that you may have heard against creativity and figuring out what you really want and how to kind of get it back. And that's where the journaling and the morning pages really kind of took hold for me. And when I started doing them consistently and, and that was kind of how I found my way back to, you know, actually making progress in my writing career. So that's really what I've based my, my membership and my course on, because I feel like those are the things that really move the needle. Cause you can be writing all the time but again if you're if you're not doing the inner work i feel yeah. like it's holding you back yeah yeah i've 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 not read um but i've seen people mention that book before and that's i love how you mentioned you know reflecting back to childhood and what you were told yeah i definitely was raised in a time where creativity was not valued, you know, um, I know in school when I, when I grew up, um, we had, it was like 
I mean, I was born in eight in 1980. So, you know, it was just when they had, we started getting the computer labs and we had those big bulky computers. Yep. And I can remember sitting there and taking like the career test, you know, <laughs> and I think it said something like I should be a nurse or oh, something geez. like that, which is, <laughs> you know, a receptionist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've learned typing in school, but. I had it. I had a teacher. My actually, my English teacher told me. She says, "Man, you're a really good creative writer, but you are not cut out for college." And oh, so geez. it was. I know. Yeah, it's it's actually. I I put that little piece in there on my manuscript. I dedicated the book to her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Wait, can can I just can I just jump in and tag on to yeah. that story? So I went, so both my parents were teachers, right? And so they always okay. thought like I should be a teacher. And I knew I did not want to be like, I think I am a teacher now in a different sense, obviously, if I'm launching yeah. a class, but they meant like a classroom teacher, which was not my right. thing. <laughs> and I had this nun. Well, so I went to Catholic school, which is a whole other issue and oh. story. But I had this nun in um, junior year, she was an English teacher. And um, I wrote this paper on A Tale of Two Cities that I loved this book so much. I was so proud of this paper. I couldn't wait to get my A. And when I got my paper back, I had gotten a C minus. And I was like, and usually, you know, I was kind of quiet as a kid. I didn't really stand up for myself, but I was mad. So I went up to this teacher's desk and I was like, what's up with this grade? And she said to me, this paper is too good. You must have plagiarized it. Oh, <laughs> so for me, that was my sign that, oh, I guess I am a good writer and I made her give me an A. So <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Yeah, it's funny. Those those fun childhood memories. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I pretty much just did the little this, a little that until I, you know, finally came around to where I am now. But uh, but yeah, it's, you know, a lot of us, I feel like we're raised in you know, homes and environments where it was, you know, we were taught, oh, you're not the one in a million, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I'll definitely have to check out, I'll have to check out that book. So the other thing I'd love to pick your brain on, and I mean, this, I'm going to say this is great for everyone and it's not coming from selfish intentions of finding out your thoughts, <laughs> but I would love to hear your opinions on the topic of publishing, whether traditional self-publishing, or I know there's a number of different services out there, you know, that can help you focus on the marketing end and also publishing or, you know, offer other services to help you with your design and formatting and, you know, um, different, there are so many things to consider. What are your thoughts on this subject? Yeah. So I can tell you about my experience and what I've learned since then. So I have been always traditionally published. So when I first started, um, you know, it was it was during a time where self-publishing was not looked upon very fondly, right? Um, as a matter of fact, I have a very good friend who uh, started publishing around the same time I did, maybe a little sooner, but she went the self-publishing route and she, you know, they, people blacklisted her. It was crazy wow. from, to hear her tell the story. And, you know, yeah. she is so successful, like so successful today. She has pretty much built herself an empire and it's just fabulous and amazing. Um, 
I, you know, I ended up finding an agent and getting traditionally published. Um, I, you know, I can't tell anybody what to do. I think people should really look at all the options, right? I mean, if being traditionally published is someone's dream, they should absolutely pursue that. I think it never hurts to look into other options as well, because like I said, there's so much today that wasn't true back when I was just starting out that, you know, maybe I would have made a different choice if I had yeah. the, the opportunities and options today and was able to really see, you know, what, um, you know, what you could do on your own versus what someone else is doing for you. A lot of times people think that traditional publishing, you know, you're going to not have to do a lot of the marketing work and things like that. That's not true. Unless you're like a yeah. huge, huge name where like yeah. all you have to do is put out a book and people will just run to the store and buy it. Like you have to do a lot of the marketing on your own as well as, you know, whatever the publishing house is going to do for you. So, you know, it's not an easy route to, you know, you know, getting to sidestep some of that work. So I, I really would just encourage people to weigh their options. You know, there's also hybrid, right? So some people I know, they have some books traditionally published. They do some self-publishing. Um, like you said, there are small presses that that have a different operating model that might be easier to get into. So there's so many options today and people are, you know, looking at them very differently than they did 10, 15 years ago. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity out there to to really be able to figure out how to make a living with your writing in ways that weren't necessarily available back when I was starting out. Yeah. And I, you know, and I have also heard stories where people do end up having luck with self-publishing. Um, I know as a new writer, you know, part of my concern is feeling like I'm going to just get lost out there yeah. because I don't have the big, big platform, you know, I've, I've heard people say, oh, if you're writing nonfiction and you don't have 10,000 plus followers, you know, that that's kind of really uh, frowned upon. And I, another obstacle I've had is because I am a memoir. It is a guidance tool. It's written um, not so much nonfiction, but there is a, an emphasis on the second half of my book of that. And so I've been told, well, that doesn't fit in the memoir category. Mm -hmm. But yet I've had Hay House, which you may yeah. be familiar oh, absolutely. with. Absolutely. They love teaching memoirs. They yep. call them teaching memoirs. And they say, well, this isn't an industry you know, term, yep. um, but they recognize it. But yet all the other, you know, you know, um, doesn't. And so I'm I'm now starting to consider options, which brings me to my next question on this subject. There is so much out there and you know, it's easy to look at these hybrid packages, which cost, let's be honest, five, six, seven thousand plus dollars, you know, and say, oh man, you know, I wish this was an option. I think for me, the marketing is the area I'm most concerned about. Yeah. It feels like I'm sure you're going to give me some great advice on mindset here. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's what I'm struggling with is feeling like the investment I am able to put into my package to publish my book is going to be directly related to the success of my book. And so I'm I'm trying to 
you know, balance that out, but it does feel like these packages are an investment, you know, um, and boy, I could use it though, the help with marketing. I'm new to this. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. And so what I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's, it's hard to say, right. If I knew a magic bullet, I'd probably (laughs) be a lot further ahead too. Um, but I think, you know, it's a combination of, you know, organic marketing, like you have a podcast, right? Use your podcast. Um, definitely use your, I think podcasts are an amazing way to get yourself out there because it's not just, you know, in a podcast, you're offering value as well, right? So you're not just pushing a product. You're, you're able to, to, people can hear your voice. They can get the vibe of who you are. And that makes them say, Hey, I want to know more. And I want to know what else she's doing. And I, Oh, she's writing a book. Oh, I want to learn from her. Cool. Right. So definitely use your podcast. Um, you know, whatever you can do on organic social, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily encourage you to dump a ton of money into like a market. I, I really wouldn't. I mean, that, that could be the wrong advice. So, so, you know, don't hold me to that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I hear you. Again, it's very individualized, right? And it depends on how, you know, how many, how much following you already have, you know, what kind of audience you're trying to attract. Like I'm actually going through a similar thing where I have my reader audience pretty well built up but I'm also trying to now market to a different audience for new writers, right? So it's figuring out where those people are, how to get them into my world and all of the things, right? So, um, you know, I think I've been trying to use a lot of organic social, um, you know, a lot of, uh, luckily what I'm doing is tied to my readership too, right? So, So there are probably some aspiring writers in my readership already, which is lovely. So I hope they can, you know, kind of transfer over and be interested in the creativity side of things. Um, so I think it's really figuring out who you're trying to target and then, you know, just trying to find some organic ways into getting into their worlds and getting them acclimated to you and who you are. And then I think the rest will come. And I think really the most important thing is getting people on an email list because social is great. Okay. But if, you know, if you're, if, if they change the platform, like look what happened with Twitter, yeah. right. Um, you're going to lose that audience. Some, you know, if, if, if it goes down for a day, that's your audience, right? So you need to get them in your world on your email list. That's probably the most valuable thing that I've learned is building up that list so people can stay connected to you no matter what happens. That's the only thing you have under your control. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good. I'll have to work on that. I'll, that's not been a strong suit of mine. So yeah, that's motivating me to work on that. So thank you. I feel like you've given so much amazing advice on, you know, for people that are new to this, but is there any last piece of advice you'd or guidance you would offer to the new writer? I think the biggest thing is to just keep going, right? Right. Like it, it might be really tempting some days where you're like, I'm not doing this for anything, but you are like, even if no one ever reads your stuff, which I'm sure is not ever going to be true, right? Because again, if you're called to write, it's for a reason. But even on those days when you feel like no one's ever going to read this stuff, it's still important for you to keep working on your creativity and keep going and you'll find the right thing and you'll find the right people. And I, I just know that anybody who has the urge to do this is meant to do it. So you have to keep going. Thank you. And now for those listening, how can they get in touch with you? I know I mentioned, I'll share some links in the description, but what's the best way to reach you? And then also, I like to always ask what you're presently working on, whether professionally or personally, 
that you're really excited about, something that's really lighting you up right now? Yeah, so you can find me on my website at kateconti.com. That's C-A-T-E-C-O-N-T-E.com. And then I have multiple names and I'm still trying to figure this out. But on Instagram, I am at Kate Conti, but I do most of my stuff at Liz Magavro. So I'll give you all the <laughs> links so you can put them in your in your show notes. Um, I'm working on a bunch of things right now. I'm working on my course, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm trying to get that launched by the end of October. So hopefully getting people to... Um, you know, get in the mode to start really writing next year. So that's something I'm really excited about. And I'm also working on my next book. So the eighth book in my Cat Cafe series, which does not yet have a title. I've been actually going back and forth with my editor on that, but um, <laughs> I'm working on finishing that up by the end of the year also. Did you say cat? Or cat Cafe. Or yeah, it's Cat Cafe. As in C-A-T? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to ask, tell me, can you tell me a little bit more? I'm a I love cats. I'm a big cat person. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, so a lot of my, well, all my books have some sort of, they're all mysteries, but they all have animals as a, as a main oh, theme in them. Um, I love it. Yeah. So my first series started, uh, it, well, it kind of came about my editor and my agent and I were talking about, you know, we were working on a proposal for this, for my very first series. And we were talking about like what he thought he could sell um, that would be relatable to my interests. And we landed on animals and then somehow we landed on gourmet pet food. And so, <laughs> yeah, so my first series was based on gourmet pet food. And then from there I had, um, he reached out to me and said that there was another editor at a different publishing house who was looking for a series that had cats in it. <laughs> and it was kind of a long story how that came about, but we ended up on a cat cat. We landed on a cat cafe theme for this series. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, so that's what my, my, uh, my longest running series is, is the Cat Cafe Mysteries. Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm going to have to check it out. My, uh, so my son who is 15 now, wow. um, yeah, he's, he is always been like an honor student straight A's. Um, when he was reading, he actually taught himself to read at three years old. Wow. No lie. That's awesome. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, anyways, the only books we could get him to read, it seemed like, were those warrior series about cats. Oh, wow. So we're, yeah, <laughs> we're definitely a cat-crazy family. That's so. awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. So fun. Well, thank you so much for talking with us and sharing such a wealth of knowledge today. And for our listeners, I hope that this has given you new information to ponder and if nothing else, encouraged you to keep going. I know that this can be, you know, challenging when something is new, but I love Liz's advice to look at it as what you're writing is of service and meant to be read. And so hopefully that will help motivate you to keep going. Definitely go check out her site and keep an eye out for that membership. That sounds pretty darn awesome. So until next time, thank you so much for listening and have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.